welcome to the Serial K Podcast, where we are the flawless talking about the lawless. I'm Holly. And I'm Rebecca. And in today's episode, we are missing Factual Flavia and Beth, as they are away in their travels. So you're stuck with us? Yep, just the two of us. And today is all about female serial killers. You have some facts. I do. I took on the role of Factual Flavia today. We start with a wee bit of a fact. Okay. So I found this article that went through how male and female serial killer killers differentiate mm-hmm. and what the differences are and it says that for females the most common reason is for financial gain oh yes okay. whereas men's very sexual but women women want the money apparently <laughs> money 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 but men don't and that the ways that they kill are also very different right so men are apparently more violent and like bring it out more and make it drag on Whereas women tend to poison. That's the main thing. Because they can just slip it in your mail. We're ringing a few bells here. Mm. Did you hear the story? I, this isn't my story for today. But Aqua Tofana. Oh no. It was a whole thing back in the day. It was uh, how the females would have killed their husbands. Aqua Well yeah. And well that actually links in to the fact that targets are more likely to be known to the women. They have it planned. They're like, oh, I can kill that man for his money by poisoning. Just popping it in a stew at night time. Oh, yeah. Won't see it coming. Never sees it coming. Had a long day at work, you see. Mm-mm. Does she go to sleep, sweetie? And it actually says that they tend to have been married at least once, whereas men are more found to be single. Oh. When they murder. So that's... Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Mm-hmm. Anything else you have that's going to... Because these are ringing a bell. These are... Oh, yeah. yeah these are making sense. Once you I... read it and you once you take it in, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, media, they treat them differently. So they'd always just be like, oh, a man murdered. There's this murder man, like a man mm-hmm. murder. Whereas they always give the women a nickname. Mm-hmm. Or they men don't get nicknames. Mm-hmm. So there's like tiger woman. Yeah. So they always try to treat them a little. I think sometimes in terms of men, they always try to make them, they play off their surname most of the time. Yeah. Unless they're really like prolific and they're really well known and they have like to do with that area or something they're in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Texas murder or something. That's where it doesn't exist. But I'm sure there's a Texas murder. Probably is, yeah. If not, that's probably only nice. (laughs) (laughs) If you're in Texas. Watch out. So... We're talking about nicknames here. Mm-hmm. My chosen <laughs> killer of the day, you should say. Killer of the day. Killer of the day. Yeah, the one I picked for today to chat about is called Belle Gunness. Okay. She was known as the Black Widow of Midwest. Oh, love So, basically, Belle's story started in 1881 when she moved to the USA for wealth. Um, to Illinois specifically. So she's living her life in Illinois, right? Two years go by. She meets a man, a Swedish man, oh. called Mads. Now, they're living in Chicago and they're like, candy shop. So they start a candy store, okay? As you do. They're selling candy. Bella and Mads are selling candy. And then all of a sudden, the candy store just burnt down. Things apparently weren't going too well at the time, and then the candy store just burnt down. Convenient. But the insurance paid out. Mm. Convenient. So we're talking there about money. 
Bill, Bill likes the dollar dollar signs of him. So the insurance paid out. And that's grand, you know, he was devastated, blah, blah, blah. July 1890. Mads has bought two life insurance policies because he's obviously buying his new one. So at the time, they cross over for a period of two days, right? So this period of two days, if Mads was, you know, say to die, you would get two life insurance policies. It'd be very, that? very convenient for the money. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, well, what happens? Mads dies. Oh, in these two days. Well, yeah, convenient, right? Um, and the story was, Belle said, um, you know, Mads just came home from work and he was really tired because it was a really hard day at work. And um, she had given some medication and then left him in the room. Um, and she came back and he was just not breathing anymore. So Mads was dead. Um, but she tried to save him with that medication. Yeah, the med- late. Yeah, she did. She tried to help him, okay? Um, he died. Um, the doctor ruled that it was heart failure, but his family believed he was poisoned. Right? Oh. They might be onto something here. Anyway, um, his life insurance, you know, literally a couple of days later, she collected the eight k. Eight okay. Yep. Um, the family obviously they believed he was poisoned. He they wanted his body to be exhumed and like looked at and all the rest of it, but never was. Okay. And then you know what happens then? The house burns down. Oh, as well as the candy shop? Yeah, the candy shop. So we've got uh, business, the insurance for the business, paid out, it's death, life insurance paid out. Oh, and then the house burns down. So Some would say she's having all the bad luck and all the good luck. Mm-hmm. So she's not having a great time for Belle here. You bet for a rough one for her. Um, so then, you know, everyone's at her. So she moves house to a place uh, six miles from Laporte, right? And she comes along a man there called Peter Guinness. Not Guinness. Peter Gunness. 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 Um, that's how she's been trying to say Guinness uh, there. Anyway. We all know so. what you want. <laughs> so she met Peter, always going swimmingly. Uh, he was working at his own butcher shop, etc. And one day, they were working and a meat grinder just fell on Peter's head. Killed him. A meat grinder. Me grand just toddled off the shelf on Peter's head. Onto his head. Yeah. And Belle said, just, you know, Peter was gone. So Peter was dead, right? So they weren't just married. Like, they had three children together. Oh, they had kids. So they had three children, right? Um, And then they had an adopted daughter called Jenny. Now, listen then. So Peter's dead. Belle's, you know, trying to... They have a farm, so I should say. They have a farm. They had this shop, butcher shop and all, and they had this farm, blah, blah, blah. So Belle's like having to be like an independent woman now. Three kids, technically four because she's got an adoptive daughter as well. You know, um, she's struggling at the minute. And basically, neighbours didn't, neighbours noticed that Jenny wasn't around, the adoptive daughter. So they're like, no, where is Jenny? So basically, I think the authorities or something came out and they were like, you know, there's reports and stuff or like, the neighbours were maybe just asking, like, you know, where's Jenny at? Um, so Belle's like, you know, Jenny went to LA for education. So Jenny's, Jenny's way of educating herself. So that's why she's not there. That's and lovely like, for Jenny. They're like, right, okay. Um, that's grand. You know, Jenny's away. So they just accepted that. Didn't think of them more of it. Um, but obviously now Belle's an independent woman. She needs some help around her farm. Yeah. So she pops herself down to the local papers 
and she um, puts an advert in. In the singles column. Okay, so I actually have what the column said that she wrote in the paper for the advertisement. So it says, personal, comely widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts of Laporte County, Indiana, desires to make the acquaintance of a gentleman with a view to joining fortunes. No replies by letter will be considered unless the sender is willing to follow an answer with a personal visit. Like, that is actually insane. So, yeah, that's what the advertisement said. And she just put that out. When I tell you this got hits. Oh, I, I bet it did. This was hit up, okay. Um, so, in 1907, uh, his name was Ole B. Budsberg. And he um, basically seen this advertisement and he was like, yeah, hell yeah. So, off he went. He took money out. People saw him taking money out of his bank. And that was the last time he was saw, right? So, we might guess what happens there. She saw the money. But anyway, Andrew then, and Philip called Andrew, came along. He's got the advertisement. He's a lot. Andrew's a wee bit of a handyman, so he was. So he came along. And Belle's like, you know, Andrew, you know what you could be doing right now? Start your own business. So she took him down to the bank and she was like, let's get a loan, right? So they tried for £3,000 or $3,000 um, to open his business, um, but it wasn't it wasn't being approved or whatever. So all they would give out was 1200 So $1,200 were being paid out, and they were coming in the post in a cheque, and Andrew's like waiting for this cheque to come. Well, didn't we sneaky bail take the cheque before Andrew got his paws on it? Uh, £500 was put into savings. £700 went into the bank. And she spent the rest on bills. Now, basically, after this happened, well, then Andrew just disappeared. Vanished. That poof. Holy. Disappeared. Didn't want that new business anymore. Yep, he was just gone. So Andrew's brother was like, well, what's the crack with Andrew? So he sends Belle an, uh, a wee letter. It's like, where's Andrew? And Belle's like, oh, um, Andrew went to Norway with his loan that he withdrew. <laughs> Okay. Just so, in Norway. Mm-hmm. Her daughter goes to LA. New husband goes so, to Norway. Yep. Yeah, so Andrew's just away. So, um, yeah. Uh, he's just the sitter that just disappeared. And then in April 28th, 1908, um, her home burnt down at 3am in the morning. So the farmhouse was then burnt down. So what was found... Now, this, this was catastrophic because there was people, bodies discovered. Like, there were people actually injured in this. One of which was a woman that resembled Belle and children. Um, but the problem was with the woman, her head was chopped off. What? Her head was chopped off and she was found along with children. Now, I think it's the three children that Belle had along with... Sorry, I can't keep up. I'm going to have to look. The three children she had along with Peter was found. Now, this woman resembled Belle. But... It wasn't Belle, was it? Well, that's the thing. So, Oh, my goodness. She found with her head chopped off, right? Um, Then this guy came along called Ray, and he was said to be seen at the house. Some people say that accusations of seeing him the night the house burnt down. He said he was along with another woman or something, but like that was turned out to be lies and stuff. But anyway, he turned around and said that he had 
all along said he has dirt on Belle about bodies oh. being buried on the farm, right? So obviously the police, FBI, whatever, are wanting to look into this. So on May the 5th, they find five bodies, right? They're decomposed, mutilated, a whole lot. They said the way the bodies are mutilated, they would only be done by someone who has like knowledge of where the best place to cut is, best place to do this. This is what... So like if you're thinking back to the butchers, you're thinking along them lines, the first body they found, well, wasn't it Jenny? She was supposed to be away for education. Second body we found, Andrew. Was supposed to have that loan be in Norway. Third body was just a man. And the fourth and fifth bodies were just young girls. I think they said around eight years old. Oh my so god! So very, very young girls. Absolutely horrendous. Well, they probably didn't have much money. No, but they were just dead. So there's actually there's some sort of trend. I still don't understand Jenny. I, I'm not grasping that. Do you think she figured it out? I was like, are oh, you killed? Well, she's old enough to go to LA for education. She would be old enough to pick up the things, wouldn't yeah, she? Yeah. So she must have figured it out. And then it's, it's weird. But anyway, four more men were then found after that. Oh, wow. Mutilated, caught up. And they said they were caught up because they were easier to move. And if you're thinking she's by herself, she's a one-man band here, maybe it's easier to move these bodies, right? Mm-hmm. They also found the property sacks. Now, these sacks were filled with torsos, hands, arms, bones, and they quote bones with the flesh dripping off them. Oh, skulls with trauma and the skulls were typically separated from the rest of the body and then on May the 9th there was more two more bundles of bones of flesh they were not identified and they were found in her private graveyard moving on to May the 14th uh, in the ashes of the house burnt there was a victim found and in a grave under the pig pen or something and then there was like more bones found in a lake nearby and in an outhouse and they were like crushed at the end. It's just they were hit by hammers. Oh right? my So goodness. these weren't really identifying anyone, right? Um, but anyway, back to Belle, this being this woman that resembled Belle. Now, they just assumed it was Belle because it very looked like her, but then at the same time they were thinking, you know, has she just found some woman that looks like her and has brung her in, you know, killed her and all set this up to make it look like she's died? The head was cut off and all, and the, there was a lower jawbone find right on the in monk's ashes. They took it to the dentist. There's only one dentist in the town, and he said it was it was Belle, like it was definitely confirmed to be Belle. And she said that she was confirmed to have died by like a heart condition. Oh, but it was, you know, poison that caused yeah. it. The same poison which was thought been used on her victims. That's so, oh, full circle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you're thinking about all these bodies building up, maybe she just knew that she was running out of time and she hadn't got enough. Yeah, because she knew allies anymore, right? She murdered them all. And also among, so go back to Ole. Do you remember Ole that came along? Yeah, first? I remember Ole. The response to the ad, his sons come over and they identify his body as one of those. So he's oh. never identified as dead. It's Ole's dead. Poor Ole. I know, right? Um, the surgical instruments were found. The ones used to cut up the body, they were found ashes as well. Um, and then this guy Ray that seems to be popping up must have been like a bit of a handyman helping the farm. Yeah, surely he must have been getting something. Well, this is what he was getting. 
he was found to be wearing like a watch or a coat or mm. items belonging to Andrew, the ones that have been found dead. Now, he said in his defence that um, when he was arrested and the watch was belonging to another man that went missing, he just said it was a gift from Belle for her his hard work on the farm. So he didn't think anything off it, you know. Um, he did confess eventually to burning the house down. Oh. After his ally checked out that he was lying, he wasn't with another woman that night, he did confess to burning the house down. But he did say that he did not murder anyone, kill no one. But did he know they were in the house? And he didn't He didn't say anything like that. But he knew there were these graves because he and another man would have built, would have dug trenches. Oh, you would start to question. Apparently he just... And surely it would start to smell. Mm-hmm. So he got sentenced to two to 20 years in prison. But after like a wee while in prison, his health just went downhill and he died. So, yeah, Ray died. Was Ray a victim of Belle? Who knows? I'd say yes. I mean, he's probably, like, just trapped in and just... Because once you get in, he would probably know deep down if he tried to get out, she'd murder him. This is early 1900s too, so money was just tight. He might just need a job. Yeah. Like, he couldn't think he was digging them trenches for a lift. Poor man, poor man. But anyway, um, apparently a detective came forward after Ray's death and said that Ray um, said to him that he helped Belle bury one of the victims and he watched Belle chloroform another victim. Oh. So the detective saying Ray did do this. But who knows? She must have trusted him though. She must have. If she murdered all these people, maybe he just wasn't. But I didn't I didn't hear of him popping up any time before that. He must not have had money. He must have just, you think? Well, all the others had some form of yeah, financial. yeah, they're all taking out loans and all. And he didn't. He must have just literally been working there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe there was just something that she trusted. Yeah, maybe. But partly he was the one who chloroformed Belle and her children in the end. Wow. And now it's a, the whole farm's a big tourist attraction. Oh, is it actually? Yeah, the port's a tourist attraction, so it is. Um, partly speculated that she killed 40 people. But, you know, 14 was only the number that they would find the bodies from identifying people, etc. But it's speculated that there was upwards of 40. Um, There's just bodies still now not identified, like all them bags of bones and stuff. So that's horrible. That was, that was bail for you. Sorry about that wee horrendous ride. But that, the Black Widow. The Black Widow. Black Widow. Sixer. Money. So when you're talking about money there, that's all I was thinking. Like, my goodness. Yeah. Because that that's a pure financial gain. Oh, yeah. Motive. Every single time. She didn't hang around either. She was like, business, get you down there, get your business. Which I'm shocked that she didn't try and get some sort of life insurance at Array or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, That's so true. Like him around the farm. Did she not try to get something at him? I don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe it's just not. I'm still on that meat grinder thing. It just fell off the it's shelf. Just off the shelf. With a ch- How did you explain that to children? And then just, I still don't understand what Jenny did. Like, what, what was wrong with Jen? She definitely would have worked it out. It's the only logical thing that I could think of. Yeah. She worked out her mum's a murderer. I have no words. I was like, But, you know, got to give it to her for, you know, consistently going along and just not having any fear. Yeah. Like, not strong more to do it. And you'd also have to be physically strong to... <laughs> 
Oh, she was a bitch like a woman. She was. She was. She I was, had the strength. And partly when she told, like, when she said, Jenny's away for education in LA, people just believed it. Because she was just that sort of authoritative, like, voice. Uh, and no one ever questioned what she said. She was very, like, stern and all. So they just thought, ah, yeah, Jenny's away to... Jenny's gone. So that's why would your mum lie? Yeah. Well. Well. I don't think mine's very similar to that at all. Mine okay. So mine is kind of... It took place, place in Petersburg. And it's known as the Petersburg Murderers. Right, okay. So we're close to home now. Um, yeah, we are indeed. Her name was jo- Joanna Dennehy. Mm-hmm. And it was in 2013. And she killed three men. Three? Three. One was her friend. One was her lover. And one was her landlord. Okay, I thought you were going to say X there. Oh. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Well, she also attempted two others, mm-hmm. but just random people. But they got away. But all of her victims were stabbed. Right. All of them were stabbed. And this is kind of more about her after the murders and her during the murders and like her thought process because she's spoken. Right. She's spoken about it. She's oh. very open. So she, at one, one of them, she actually dressed his body in a black sequin dress to bury the corpse. A black sequin dress? Yeah. Just put him in a black sequin dress. Bury him. What? Don't know why. She never, she never gave that. But she had an acquaintance called Lloyd. And she told him that she does not ever want to kill a woman. She will only kill men. She wants to kill nine men specifically. And she wants to be like Bonnie and Clyde. But by herself. Well, this with this acquaintance Lloyd, who's kind of helping her out. Oh, right. She wants them to be Bonnie and Clyde, kill nine men, no women, no children, nine men. Okay, so she has a target. Oh, right. she had, she had plans. Yeah, because sometimes it's very spontaneous sometimes, but she seems to have a plan. Oh, yeah. Well, what she actually told a psychiatrist was she done it for entertainment. And she actually said, and I quote, I want my fun. I need to do this to get my fun. I found the first murder to be Moorish and I got a taste for it. So she killed the first man and she was like, mm, taste it good. Like the way you don't want to flip and pa- pack in a Maltesers and be like, oh, I want another one. She done the exact thing to murder. She wanted nine. She Did she just in that moment think, why nine? It's so specific. It is very specific. She never gave a reason for why, but she wanted nine men to be murdered at her hand. She wanted to stop them. But then she got arrested. They caught her. They very quickly caught her. They knew it was her. Mm-hmm. And she ended up actually pleading guilty. Right, okay. And her sister said that she could get into her brain. Her sister was like, she did that because she wanted to be in control of the situation. She wanted people to watch her. She wanted people to know what was going on. She wanted to be the one mm-hmm. to decide, mm-hmm. plead guilty. So she did. She did this all for attention then, did she? For entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah, attention, entertainment, mm. yeah. She just wanted it. She wanted the... Spotlight on her. That's exactly it. And she was sentenced to life imprisonment when the judge ordered that she should never be released due to the premeditation of each murder. So because she had a plan, because mm-hmm. of her big plan, he was like, no, you're never going to be up for parole. You're never allowed out. 
Right. So then she was actually the third woman in the UK to be given a whole life sentence ever. The, the third woman. And this so was 2013. So it's been, see, so thinking about that, there's been so many women who should be given life sentences and there's only been three in 2013. Like, mm-hmm. In the whole of the UK. I find that mad. But then it's into her prison life right. because you think, oh, so she's accepted it. You know, she yeah, guilty. But she's there for entertainment, so she's definitely bringing out. Oh, yeah. She's in contact with publicists. Like, she's hitting them up. She's like, Penguin, you know, wherever, publish me. I want. Oh, wow. see, you want to do a documentary? <laughs> Hit me up. She's sending emails. <laughs> she is. She's on it. Well, prison staff were in her cell. And they found a diary. And I don't know what made them read the diary, but they read it. Would you read the diary? Yeah, I would read the The diary. diary. (laughs) Don't say you don't know what made it. Of course you'd read the diary. You'd want to know. Yeah. I want to know if I'm at any potential risk of being in the cell in case she's had her plans laid out like she would. I want to kill two prison guards. (laughs) What funny you should say that. Here we go. Because what she had in her diary was a very detailed escape plan. Like a very detailed, step by step, what she is planning to do. Was she going to forget it or something? I don't know. She would go to get out the window and be like, uh, I can't remember where I'm going. She doesn't check her diary and be like, you're going home. What happens next? Uh, that's a very good point. She forget. She would initiate the plan and have to check her diary for step two. Imagine dropping the diary half out, be like, oh, I have to go back. She wouldn't make it home if she lost that diary. No, she wouldn't. Right, okay, so she's got an escape plan. So, and the big part of the escape plan involved killing a prison officer, cutting off specifically one prison officer's finger, and using the amputated finger to fool the biometric system of the prison. To get right. To get right. Well, that's smart. That's logical. Okay, because... You couldn't drag a whole body with you. One finger. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I mean, you could cut the finger off of that murder. Yeah, but then they'd be like screaming <laughs> and they'd probably not lose enough blood to die, so... That's true. It would just be a bit of a situation. Yeah, you'd be alerted more. Yeah. And so when they read this, they were like, no, mm-hmm. well, she needs to be further with my fingers. <laughs> So they put her into solitary confinement. Right, okay. And she was in solitary confinement. Wait, so she's like given a life sentence and she's just trotting around like playground. Oh, yeah. So she's in that prison, just love a life. She's not even in confinement, that's mad. And she then really. got put into confinement. Right. Until 2018. But throughout that, she was like taken out and she was like allowed out, but then she always had to go back to solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. But she had a cellmate called... Healy Palmer. Okay. And enter Healy into the chat. So she has entered our age. Okay, she's entered the chat. And in 2018, she requested permission to marry Healy because her and Healy have been getting it on in their cells. Okay. Okay. But they're in confined cells. How have been getting it on? They were together. Oh, the together in the confined Together. The right. two of them. So the prison were like, love, love, yes, marry each other. Oh, no. Um, Healy's family were like, nah, you're not marrying this woman. Well, do you know what Healy was in for? Yes. So, 
No. We don't know what Healy's in for. Oh. And it wasn't murder. Oh, okay. But Healy's family then said no because they were scared that Joanna would murder her. Uh-huh. So they were like, oh, okay. She doesn't read the diary. She doesn't like, she doesn't want to kill a woman. Exactly. She just wants to kill nine men. <laughs> it's very specific. Nine men. That's it. Yeah, not woman. She didn't say she wanted to marry and then kill a woman. So then they decided that they were going to just kill themselves together in a suicide pact. Right. But they got this found out. It was probably in that diary. Probably was, yeah. That's <laughs> probably really Because yeah. we like highlighted it with a wee sticky note or something saying suicide pact. Right here. Because we found it out. And then they were separated. And then Healy actually got released. Healy wasn't in for life. Okay, yeah, so she was gone. Healy got uh, gone. That's a lucky escape. So Johanna was on her own again, you know? So they're married at this point? No, they didn't get married. They didn't get married because of the, the family. family. Yeah, the they family, yeah. The... So then she had a new family. <sighs> and in 2020, she was like so in love with this cellmate. Mm-hmm. This cellmate called Emma Aitken, mm-hmm. who was a 25-year-old girl serving a 12-year sentence for her part of a murder of a man. And Joanna was like, ah, my woman. Yeah, my cup of tea, that. She'd murder a man. She can help me murder nine. Yeah. No problem. So then, they were together for a while. Mm-hmm. Then, old Healy keeps coming visiting her. She comes and visits. Comes and visits. She not learn or listen? Like, I don't know, wrong. So then, they're like, oh, okay. We're still in love. Drops Emma. Gets back with Healy while Healy's released. And they're getting married. But Emma's still in the cell with her. So. Maybe a bit awkward. Might be a bit awkward, yeah. Okay. But then, in May 2021, it was reported that Joanna and Healy, since, oh, Healy was in for a robbery sentence. 16 year robbery sentence on Twice Daily Year. Did she rob the Queen's Jews? <laughs> oh, must have been worth a lot. lot. I know. Well, it so, was didn't murder anyone, so. Yeah, wasn't it really? Robbery. Jack. So in 2021, they decided we're going to get married. Okay. So then, we're at the end of the story, basically. De- Johanna was then moved to Low Newton Prison mm-hmm. in Durham. And she walked in. And this is the prison that holds the infamous Rosemary West. Oh, yes. Fred and Rose. She walked into that prison. She goes, great. I'm with Rosemary West. I'm going to go kill oh, her. Oh, stop. I'm going to kill her. She's going to kill Rosemary West. And then that's it. So what happened? Who knows? She falls off the radar. She's just living life in the prison. So she's just in the prison now? She hasn't killed Rosemary West. Yeah. So she's just in the They're probably friends. How did they find out? She probably fancies her now. She probably does. She does, yeah. She, oh, she announced that she wanted to kill Rosemary West. It wasn't in the diary, no. Oh, no, she announced oh, yeah. that. She walked into that new prison and was like, oh, I know who's in here. I know what I want to do. Just the media. Just get some media gathered together. So she had a very specific plan. She always seems to have a plan, but they don't it, seem to. They don't work. No. They don't work at all. But that's Johanna Dave Dennehy, who's still living out her life. Still living her life. That actually ends my story. But I find a little thing of a snapshot of a female serial killer, mm-hmm. of what the stereotypical female serial killer is. Right, okay. I thought that is interesting. Yes. Because then you, you can give a wee insight as to whether 
you think you might know one <laughs> so Someone who likes money you're gonna say yeah. is that your top point well actually no it's she's probably white most female serial killers are white mm. and then married at least once or multiple times most likely in her 20s or 30s because they're always young okay so we're taking two of these boxes oh middle class she could be a christian right because that seems to be a common theme that's strange isn't it mm. you wouldn't expect you thought they'd be saying they're not aligned with any sort of religious belief or something they're just kind of a lone wolf you yeah. saying that but right christian and displays average intelligence and has average or above average attractiveness which makes sense if you think about the fact that they're usually male victims mm-hmm. yeah learn the men mm-hmm. and it's she would probably be employed in a legally healthcare or related field because it was found that 39 percent of female serial killers were nurses or in healthcare in general Ah, with the medication, you know, backward. To slip it into their dinner. And she would usually murder by poisoning or strangling. Poisoning or strangling? But Johanna was stabby stab. Johanna was stabby. I think Johanna just... Stabbed. She just wanted... Belle just... Money and... Oopsie. Poisoned. Oopsie daisy. But yeah... Because if those, if you poison, it looks like a natural death, which is what your woman done. Yeah. So what we're taking away from this, I just think that men shouldn't just allow women to cook anymore. <laughs> that stereotype just needs to be gone for good because you really don't know what you're getting. No, that's so true. It could, it could be anything. Then they're like, cook me dinner. It's like, mm, I'm actually using my advantage. I'm just be like, but I could poison you. So maybe you should it's make like, sure. Girls are always told don't accept drinks from men at bars. Men don't <laughs> accept dinner from women. <laughs> That's a tip of the day. Tip of um, the day. And they're totally different. Like mine's like what late 1800s, early 1900s, and yours is like 2013. Yeah, two different, complete different time frames. There is this one that I saw that I almost talked about. Uh huh. That it's a little small one, but I was just like, oh my god. So this Texas woman, uh-huh. Taylor Renee Parker, was 29 years old. Had a best friend, childhood best friend, absolute besties. Her best friend was eight and a half months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Taylor went to see her, then killed her, stabbed her, murdered her, and then cut the baby out of her stomach. No. And took the baby. No, I've heard, I think I've heard this before. Because she had told her boyfriend that she was pregnant and she needed a baby. Was the baby going to be born? Like, how do you just take a baby out of some? What? The baby survived. Oh my goodness. But yeah, that poor child. She was then sentenced to death. So she should be. Yeah. But that was, that was not fun. So there must be just desires and yeah entertainment like that was entertainment mine was money and that one there seems to just be like a general desire of wanting to have a wean yeah or lying and realising no so like, none of them are really the ones we've seen so far aren't really sexual there is really no none of that no because it's men that usually do that yeah which is insane to think about 
And they are quite like strong too when you think about, you know, saying they'd have to have a male partner to really be wanting to kill that many, but they're so Yeah. They're so individual. But I think no, theirs isn't always it's always premeditated with women, I think. Oh yeah. Whereas the men once you sort of see them like just drive along like a highway or like whatever and motorway and just come across. Yeah, that's actually very true. Whereas women seem to be a bit more premeditated because maybe they have like a plan. They're more logical. Yeah. They want to know how to do it, how to get rid of it. But they seem to be getting caught. That, yeah. They're not very good at it. Like, what was Belle? She just paced out. Like, she just had enough and she was just Although, gone. if Johanna was the third female killer to get full life, mm-hmm. maybe they don't always get caught. That's true. Because she's only the third, like, there has to be way more. If you think about it, there's probably way more that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something to yeah, we come up with a wee bit of fresh dirt in the ground, just you know, step over it. Yeah, take off running, run really fast. I don't know. I mean, don't dig it up. I wouldn't suggest. Oh, it I up. wouldn't dig it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you smell, smell. Maybe put a wee tip into the police. Yeah, potentially. But then they could also say there's just like some groundworks going on nearby. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be that person either. Um, I don't really have any advice. I mean, just literally, yeah, men just don't learn to cook yourselves. But yeah, girls don't take drinks from boys at the bar, and men shouldn't take dinner for women. And if you have money, don't don't tell a woman. Yeah, and don't just bring a deposit. Out, like just see an ad. Like, that's like the modern day like Tinder or something. Like if there's a Tinder ad coming up saying there's only woman looking for some company in the singles combi, just don't go and be so willing to bring a loan. Like. Avoid it. 3K? That was, that was 3K that she wanted from him 3K. back in early 1900s. That would, I would have been worth about That's a lot of yeah, money. worth more than 3K. Oh, that's worth like at least a couple, what would you say, 500,000 or something? Be, oh, yeah. That's big money. That is. 3K? Like, and he was just like, yep. Yeah. He did. He got declined and he only got 1,200. That's, that's a lot of money. Like, even if oh. a person brought you £1,200 now, on a first date, you'd be like, well, that's a decent amount of money. <laughs> like, why are you giving me £1,200 on the yeah. first date? Like, I'm not going to say no, but like... <laughs> so, I think that's us for the day. I think we've talked enough for one episode, but, um, yeah, stay safe, everyone. You never know who's watching. Ooh. Bye. Bye. Bye.